All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fuck nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. Does it sound different? Are you okay? How's everything with you? I don't know how you're doing, but I had to move all my shit today and yesterday and the day before yesterday. Things are happening. Like right now, I'm talking to you in a completely different room. It's I've never spent that much time in this room. I had to move everything out of the new garage in order to get some work done on the space. And it has to be empty because it's big work. So given those options, I could go to a studio, rent a studio, do that, drive, meet guests at a studio, or I could just go upstairs in my house and uh, put all the shit in there. So now I'm in a strange room in terms of interviewing or talking to you or talking on the mics. I'm modulating my voice in a weird way. It feels like I'm surrounded by the panels that that kid Julian Nicholson made me. He, uh, he actually came over him and his uh, buddy and, uh, one one guy's tool guy, Julian's a sound guy. We moved all the panels that he made me for the garage up into this room. I got to get some books up here. I moved all the books again out of the garage every fucking one of my books now when i moved them over here to this house i I didn't uh, go through them and there's plenty of books i didn't i don't need but i didn't go through them so now they're all in stacks underneath my house hundreds of books and now i gotta like stack them up in here to make it muffled to get it cozy guests will not uh, walk through my house out the back door into the garage but it's going to be a little more peculiar when i go like yeah we got to go upstairs into one of the bedrooms. There's no bed in here. It was, it was designated as an office space. And now it's a studio. But you do what you got to do. So like, I knew this had to happen. I knew that uh, you know if I didn't start the work on the garage, that I, that I was going to get in trouble. I don't know what that, what that looks like when the city gets mad at you for not uh, doing the work that you're supposed to do because you're in violation of a city ordinance or code. What do they do? Put a lien on you? Do they take your home from you? I, I know they can do that. I don't think they would do it for that reason. I don't think like, yeah, he didn't uh, he didn't fix the garage. He didn't get the garage up to code. We're taking it back. I don't know what the fuck happens. I just know that uh, one of the reasons I bought this house was for that fucking garage, and now I'm recording my bedroom like an amateur. Pros record in the garage. Amateurs record in the extra room. But it's okay. It's okay. We're going to get through this together. Amy Sedaris is on my show today, who I love. I love Amy Sedaris. Who doesn't fucking love Amy Sedaris? That's the big question. What kind of monster doesn't love Amy Sedaris? We go back. We go way back. I'll talk to her about it. Man, I'm literally like right down the hall from where I sleep in a room right down the hall. When I bring guests up, they're going to be like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's my bedroom right down the hall. It's weird. It's going to take some adjusting. I, I'm sorry if I sound off. It's just, it's just a little weird to be doing it in my house. I like to walk to work, you know, even if it's just to the garage. I enjoy the walk to work. Now I just got to <laughs> go down the hall, I guess, or upstairs from downstairs. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, me and Sedaris, we go way back. My first job in television that I reluctantly took uh, because I was totally broke was around 1989. 
Uh, some of you may remember, you're probably in your 40s now, if you watched the original, yeah, probably the second version of Comedy Central. It wasn't the Comedy Channel. I think it might have just been, it might have just become Comedy Central. Maybe it was the Comedy Channel. I can't remember, but I hosted the last incarnation of Short Attention Span Theater, which took place in a, uh, the the conceit was I was in the vault of Comedy Central going through tapes and showing you clips of things that was really just uh, put together from promotional material for this or that. It was kind of ridiculous, and it was shot at HBO Downtown Productions on uh, down on 23rd Street in New York, back when HBO had a piece of Comedy Central. And they also produced Exit 57, a sketch show. And that, of course, was, if you remember, Paul Danello, Amy Sedaris, Jody Lennon, and Stephen Colbert were the uh, performers. So they were all down the hall with their crew from Chicago and other places and doing the cool kid improv thing smoking cigarettes writing things i was down the hall by myself with my guitar in my lonely office reading sad fan mail from uh (laughs) from from people postcards and whatnot there wasn't a ton of it but i didn't have any writing to do i didn't have anybody to work with i had a writer but uh you know i just would sit there and kind of like sit there by myself get myself worked up thinking i compromised everything get myself exhausted, take a nap, probably masturbated in the office, alone, alone at work. I think that it's probably not the best place to masturbate alone at work, but uh, and you shouldn't masturbate uh, alone at work, but you can, as long as it doesn't involve other people, especially by surprise. I think that's the un- unspoken rule. If you're going to tuck away into a, a place, a bathroom, or lock the door of your office because you got to rub one out or <laughs> or get off. This is any gender. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Right? Right. Just, uh, you know, keep it to yourself and uh, don't look weird when you come out. It's a little work advice. But the, uh, the point I was making is that uh, that's when I met Amy. So that was like 89, I think. Was that right? No. 92 ish 93 and i was just so envious of their their the fun they were having and i am now if i think about it i i'm envious of uh people's ability to have fun in general but but i i'm glad that you can so amy sedaris is a a a singular force of comedy and humanity I mean, you might remember her from the sketch show. You might remember her from Strangers with Candy. You might remember her from her talk show appearances. You might have seen her in off-Broadway shows back in the day uh, that her brother David wrote. I I know I'm missing things. But uh, right now, uh, she's on a show called At Home with Amy Sedaris. It's currently in its second season on True TV. New episodes Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. And on the... uh, the uh, truetv.com there you can get that you can get the show on that thing truetv.com and uh this was a very uh, pleasant reunion uh i i she's a, she's exciting to talk to cuz you really don't know you don't know what's going to happen with Amy Sedaris this is me talking to Amy Sedaris did i say Amy Sedaris enough here comes Amy Sedaris <laughs> What flight did you take? I, took, I left New York at 10 o'clock. In the morning? Yeah, but oh, I that's... stayed up late and I thought, because I'm going to sleep the whole time, and I couldn't sleep. 
I never sleep. Do you? God, sometimes I can, and it's yeah. I just my mind wouldn't shut off. So I really just couldn't couldn't do it. Oh, uh, I, I to me like I sleep. You know when I sleep like right when it takes off for some reason. Uh huh. Like, because I think of the oxygen change. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they compress or, com, what do you call it? They uh, decompress the, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, what's the fucking word? Yeah. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they change the air supply in the cabin. <laughs> and I fucking go out. But then like 20 minutes later, I'm up right in time for it to level off. And then I'm, that's it. <laughs> and done. that's it. No matter how. And do you watch movies? Do you I do. read? No, I, I've tried to read, but uh, I, I find I sit to, given time, I will uh, I will just sit and think about nothing. Oh. Like I, whatever it is, yeah. but you know, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Sometimes bad things, sometimes good things. Yeah. It's best not to freak yourself out uh, about personal matters on an airplane. Oh no. Oh my God. <laughs> No. It's not a good time to be like, oh, why didn't I do that? God damn it. But I should... um, I, forget, I really loved your book. And oh, I think you. Dave and I were reading it at the same time. Oh, really? So it was fun to talk to him about it. But yeah, it was really good. Oh. And I laughed. Oh, thanks. And then uh, and where David said, you shouldn't be on the cover. It's too good, that one. Um, <laughs> he, he, then, was, uh, he was hung up on that cover, man. Because he is a way about book. It's celebrity books. He, you know? he sent true. me possible covers. Like That was for, oh, att- funny. for Attempting Normal, I think, was the one. And they... They had created this cover, and for some reason, I sent it to him, <laughs> and uh, and it was very funny his response. Yeah, I think it, he it just, told me there was a cat that. on it, yes. and it was just this ridiculous cat cover of just a cat <laughs> that said like it had its mouth bubble was saying WTF, and there was a blue background, and I sent it to David, and he goes too much blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god isn't it funny like the, when you have to do that kind of thing or marketing and then you think someone else is going to be the right person on the other end and it just very seldom is it and then you have to get involved and it's yeah. a lot of work and, and then it never comes out the way you want anyways it yeah. doesn't well I mean I, I'm always jealous of people that seem to have it together like that's a great book cover and like what I want like and also do you ever make decisions and then uh like and you're really confident about it, so there's no one to blame but yourself. But they yes. don't hold up over the years. Yes, or, you- <laughs> or they were right. They're like it shouldn't be brown. I'm like I want brown, and yeah. then um, and then I go, you know, and then it's look, it'll look, it'll look better green. No, it won't. I like brown, mm-hmm. and sure enough, they were right. They oh, know yeah. it sells. Sure, like they always say, purple books don't sell because they're <laughs> healing books. You know, that's in the healing section. <laughs> but you go in a bookstore and you're like, okay, they're right. Yeah, you, then- you see what pops and <laughs> yeah. You know, it's but so interesting. But even with anything, with me. haircuts, with, with oh, yeah. pants I wear <laughs> yeah. on television, I'm like, what was I thinking? Oh, clothes and me. Oh, forget it. So you confident, know? though, when I did it. I was yeah. like, this is it. Yeah. And then years later, you're like, what? What? I know. I have like uh, decades, <laughs> decades of Conan appearances of me, me um, making bad decisions. <laughs> so... But it's good when you make a right decision or it comes to you last minute and I'm at the right time and you just can't even believe it. And you're like, you just can't move forward till you find this hook and then you find it and you're like, wow, everything yeah, just comes did together. It. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's happened maybe once. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I hate missed opportunities. You know, like when editing, when I watch, I'm like, God, well, if we just had more time to think about it, I could have, oh. it would have been such a good idea. When you're like improvising or something? Oh, or you're just shooting the show, you yeah. know, and you can just think of something last Oh, later? Minute. Yeah, like, later. Oh, 
Oh, we can tag that. Let's yeah, go back just, in. Oh, yeah. Put the set back up. That's hard because right. it's hard to read a. You know, if you can't change it, why watch it or read it? Right. You know, that's my attitude a yeah. lot of times. It's like I'm not. I don't want to see. You know, if the color's going to be off. Yeah. Or, it's something that you know. I'll yeah. just go crazy. So you edited all of them of the uh, of the new show at home with uh, Amy Sedaris. Yeah, you I do... sit through editing. Paul does. You know, uh, Paul and I both. both Paul Danello. Yeah, Paul Danello. Yeah. Hey, so he's. You guys are the producers, and he's writing it with you. Paul and I. This was our show idea and he pretty much writes the show and we all he chops the wood and uh-huh. uh, I help decorate it along with a few other people. So the uh, the 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 pitch was essentially uh you know a home show with you that's a little skewered with weird elements and weird characters that come A little bit. I had two books, a craft book and a cookbook, that's right, yeah. entertaining book. Yeah. And then I literally slid them across the table and was like, this is what it looks like. Because yeah. everyone gets so confused. You know, it's but those, like, sh- those books were pretty earnest in some ways. Yeah, they're yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the humor came from Paul making right. fun of me trying to take something so seriously. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Paul, this has to be real. <laughs> I don't like joke cookbooks. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, he's great. Yeah. You guys have been working together for a long time. For a really long time. And he has a full-time job at he Colbert. Does. Oh, right. So it's always about... And he has kids, and he lives in Maplewood, so... Where's Maplewood? It's in New Jersey. Oh, he lives in Jersey. I go there a lot. I don't mind Maplewood. It's just the journey. Yeah, is it, it's... What is it, Northern Jersey? Or, I, oh, I mean, no, just... you'll never hear me say, was that British territory? Or was that <laughs> Southern? When people say, is that on the east side of the street? I'm like, come on. I worked at this um, restaurant once where yeah. they had they were showing me how to do the tables, and they said, now the salt and pepper goes, you know, east and west. And I go, come on, really? <laughs> I don't talk like that. I never know where I am. <laughs> you kind of know, north and south. I do not know. Okay. Well, it's better that we don't we don't need to give out his address on the show. Like, can you just tell me the street number and how many? What are his kids' names? But uh, exactly. But it's so funny because I I mean I knew you guys you know way back. Like we oh, have I this know. weird uh, With secret. Bill yeah, the secret history. But yeah. we were both at HBO downtown, right on Twenty Third Street. That's right. It was not a real studio, but the, I was shooting there. Like it was like basically a floor of an office building. They built this little studio where I was shooting short attention span theater and I was miserable. And then at some point you guys came in and exit 57 was there. So I had, I was alone in my office. Playing your guitar. School yeah. of the blind, like on the second floor, they <laughs> yeah. put the boxes together and all. Right. We had so much going on on that block. That was so funny. I know. And Nancy Geller was there oh. and Nina Rosenstein and the other guy, uh, what was it? What was that other guy's name that always scared me a little bit? He just walked around quietly. He was like the executive, but it was back when HBO had an interest in Comedy Central like they owned it yeah. and they produced your sketch show right. and my silly um, clip show and stand up stand up and politically incorrect that's right and that was the first time I saw the dynamic of like a Nancy Geller and yeah. her assistant Dawn oh yeah it was the first Dawn. time I saw that kind of relationship abusive relationship yeah. and then I just saw people in this position typing I thought they were secretaries and they got all mad at me yeah. I said happy secretary's day and they all turned on me like we're not and I was like I don't know you're in you look like one on TV you know that's yeah. what you're supposed to anyway <laughs> yeah. God, so I couldn't. those were lessons learned in show business like every, <laughs> everybody's an assistant or a producer an associate producer or so. oh my god or you leave the room and they panic where are you going yeah. we're just gonna go you know you jesus right because you guys like it was i remember that like it was just a bunch of empty desks and there were there were empty offices yep right because we were like the last holdouts there and they had and then they had that whole basement 
full of props from early Comedy Central. Like, you know, because they went and cleaned it out one day. And that's where I got that guitar. And like, oh, that's uh, funny. Oh, I don't know. But you guys were all in your own world. And I felt like such a fucking... And I've talked to... We you. loved you. You were like the perfect neighbor. Remember, we would slowly wander into your office and What's you and Paul on? would play guitar. Yeah, and it looking was at great. fan mail. Yeah. Feeling, <laughs> feeling like I wasn't living up to my uh, my comedy potential <laughs> while you guys were wearing wigs and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, laughing and smoking and there's right. all kinds of exciting young people coming in and out <laughs> you know like writing people with with energy inter- interesting haircuts that's yeah. where i met stoli and jody oh, right 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 and then there was the other guy that seemed to have some sort of dread situation going on <laughs> no was a dread he, was it like he was a writer it was you and mitch was it not mitch is that is it mitch, mitch was R- there Rouse? colbert and paul steve me. colbert yeah. you those yeah. were the people yeah that were on the show. Yeah. And you guys were just churning it out over there. Oh, yep. And Joe Forrestal. Joe Forrestal. That's Joe Forrestal. Oh, that's the one you were... Oh, yeah, that's true. He, did, he didn't he did scare me. But okay. yeah, but he was he was a nice guy. He was like a queen cut. Seemed yep. to have a shit together. Like, uh, I don't know about that, but but like he looked like professional. Yeah, As yeah, opposed yeah. to the creative. Slick. slick. He seemed slick. Smoked he cigarettes. He would kill a mouse in a, in a cowboy boot. He came yeah. over to my apartment once and there was a mouse and he stomped on it with a cowboy boot. I did that once in my life at a restaurant and I didn't know what else to do. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, I was stuck on a sticky trap and everyone would just stand oh, around looking trap. at it. Oh, yeah. And I felt bad for it and I killed it and I, and I never quite recovered. No, you got to use the traps. I know, but I, it was the restaurant. I had I no know. idea. Were you just working no one, at the restaurant yeah, or a no, customer? Okay. No, I was working there and no one was going to do anything. You're just going to throw it away. Isn't so that terrible? People just throw it out the window. Uh, you, know, you know, just they, to, they get it on there and they toss it out a window. Can you I, imagine that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know why I ever use those sticky traps. Oh, awful! They're terrible, and a lot of times you don't know that there's one on there for for years. Or you, you just, just see the, the tail. Oh, that's happened to me before. Where they chew off their tail in a in a trap. I've seen just the tail because it chewed it off and got out. I guess so. Ugh. Yeah, but even PETA will use a, a slam trap. They want to, it's more humane. Yeah, because it's it right it. away. Yeah. So, but that that was really the first thing you did, right? The Exit Fifty Seven in terms of television. As far, yeah, we were. I was doing play with, with David, and then David. Uh, Nancy Geller came to see the show, and then she offered us this sketch show, and then we brought you know Colbert from you know Chicago and put together the the group. And you did you did a show with who? My brother David oh, and I would his, do plays. Oh, right, And right, so that's how yeah. we were doing a play, and I guess- And, and Geller so, was like, you guys are wonderful. Yeah. She wanted uh, us I to call the show, show uh, Balls. Balls? <laughs> Balls. <laughs> <laughs> but I was scared of Nancy. Yeah. Uh, she, I just didn't know people like Nancy. Well, she had, I think she was the one that championed. She was the producer of Politically Incorrect and was with Bill Maher forever. Bill Maher was her guy. Okay. And she was there since the old days with Michael Fuchs. She was oh, like an, my origi- gosh. an original like you. sort of HBO person. But wow. like, But like, where did you come from? I mean, you know, everyone knows like your brother and you're involved in his stories and you have that other brother that's very funny. Is uh-huh. rooster, the rooster. The rooster. Is uh-huh. he still funny? Is he still? Paul's still funny. <laughs> Paul's still funny. <laughs> and you have two sisters? Um, there's six kids. Four four girls and two boys. But then like, we lost a sister. So right. now there's five kids. But right. I always say that because I'm still not ready to say there are five. Right. So six. And is and your dad's still around? My dad's 95 and he's still around. Right. David wrote a really funny story about him in the New Yorker a couple weeks yeah. ago. It was really good. Because he's a little Trumpy? Um, yes. He did vote for Trump. He yeah. said to my little brother. Oh yeah, rooster. The rooster. Well, the rooster had to, I think. Yeah, because he's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And you're and to. you're southern. Mm-hmm. If you're southern, your nickname's the rooster. Yeah, <laughs> you really don't have the options are limited. <laughs> hey, my hands are tight. Yeah. <laughs> 
What do you want? And the last time I talked to David, he had he had been uh, spending a lot of time p- picking up trash along the side of the road. He still does that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a full-time job. I mean, you can't go anywhere without he's got to get his bag and his claw and you're like, "Oh my god." Wait, wait, he does that like here too? In like New York? He, well, I'm not. No. He's got a claw he travels with? He's got a grabber yeah. now yeah. He's because he's picked up some pretty horrible stuff. Uh huh. But, yeah. so, but that's his thing. Like, no matter where he is, he is that a, a, an eccentricity or would you say? He it's can't your... stand litter. He can't stand it. And it gives him a job. And, yeah. You know, he's Wasn't pitching he knighted in. for it? it yeah, he's got a truck with a pig on it and his name on it and everything. Where, in England? Yeah. But wasn't he's he knighted a, or given a, some sort of proclamation yes, from the queen? Some, for, yeah, and he went there and he met her. Well, he's got a truck with a pig on it? Yeah, he's got a truck like, <laughs> with a pig on it. <laughs> but but where did... So you were born where? Oh, I was born in upstate New York. Oh. And then um, when IBM moved to the south, we moved to the south. So I moved to North Carolina when I was three. Yeah. And then I, David was like... David went to Chicago to, to the Art Institute and he goes called me and he said oh there's this place in in chicago called second city it's perfect for you you yeah. should really move from raleigh right and not be the funniest waitress there and instead why don't you think about doing something else <sighs> david so, said that yes so was he in chicago I, he was in chicago so he got me to move from raleigh to chicago and so i started taking classes and then i got in the in the touring company did you ever do stand-up and no i never did stand up and then um i got on main stage and then i was going to new york to do plays with david then he moved to new york and, and so, then and I eventually moved to New York. But like when you got to Chicago, like because like now Chicago is like the center of the comedy universe, right? Right. But when you went, it wasn't really right. So when you got to Second City, who was there? Are there people we well, know? Meg Colbert and Danello, Chris Farley, uh, Tim Meadows before SNL. Um, yes, right, obviously. Yes, and so. Um, oh, so what was the fucking? It was fun. What was Farley like as a as a young man just working on improv? Man, he was funny. Yeah. He wasn't. We toured. I toured with him for a second, and then I got into another touring company, and Paul did. Second he was City just, at Second company? City, and then with with Farley, and then Nick. He quickly moved up to main stage. Uh huh. So I worked on a couple industrials with him, and he was really sweet. Yeah. You know, very nice. Went to church every Sunday. I think yeah. he set his girlfriend's house on fire in the past by and, accident. Um, or? no, on purpose. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he he. Was lovely. His whole family was. They'd sit there on the bench and kind yeah. of support him and watch him. Was improvise. he always that sort of like? Yes. Like that was his thing. Yeah. See, that's the word. I've noticed that about about improv. It's almost like a commedia della arte. Like there are types, you know. And he seemed to like you know people lock in. The Jim they lo- Belushi part. You know, there's yeah, like the types of yeah, yeah. Like there's the you know the mousy one. There's the <laughs> and then there's the the thinky one, the snarky one. But right. But like, but you don't seem to be con- confined to that. I mean, like when you were doing it, it seems people find their innate ca- caricature of themselves, mm-hmm. right? Right. Is that sort of the goal of it? Well, no. It, well, when I was there too, it's usually it was like four guys and two girls too. So it was mm-hmm. always a weird. You know, and then when McNapier started directing, he was like, let's have three girls and three boys, or he would change it up a little bit. So when you get there, did you, like, were you working? Did you, like, what were you, what, what was Chicago like? Did you? I waitressed. I got a job, you know, was, I, I, I had like three waitressing jobs, plus took classes. You know, I was <laughs> like, you, did, I worked at a grocery store, which yeah. I loved. And, um, and I, you know, you move around a lot. Yeah. But it was nice because David was there. What was he doing there? there? I remember. Art Institute. And then he was teaching at the Art Institute. Yeah. He graduated, and then he started teaching there. So when you get there, you get to Chicago. What you just, you go sign up? You audition for? 
You go through thing. a training program, take classes, yeah. and then at the end it allows you to um, audition. Yeah. And then I got into I, I got picked and yeah. I got to tour, and that's when I toured with um, you know Colbert and Danella. So and you and Colbert, Steve. I don't know how many people know that about Stephen about that he was this improvising dude. Yeah. Like he's like because now he's got you know he's the talk show character. Oh, I know. He's and he's um, some days I think he enjoys it. <laughs> What a grind, right? No shit. What a grind. Can you imagine? No. I mean, wow, every night. I mean, I remember Letterman telling me mm. once uh, like during a commercial break, I was doing a play and he was asking me if I was getting tired of doing the same material every night. And he said That's he so got funny. tired of doing that after six weeks. <laughs> six weeks, he was like, I'm done. He said to me once after I did a stand-up set, I sat down and on the break he goes, you can make that stuff work on the road? <laughs> And we're back. Yeah, he was great for doing that kind of stuff, wasn't he? Did you ever do heroin? And we're back. He would say the strangest things to me. I really miss him. Oh, are you still in touch? Um, the, the last time I talked to him was maybe three years ago. He oh, called really? me out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, my phone rang and he was just calling to say hi. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Those are those calls where you're like, are you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why are you calling me? Not, oh, this, am I part of a list? Is this a, a final act? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So you, you go, how long do you tour on the road? Like, and what two does years. that look like? I toured you, for two years. I went everywhere but North and South Dakota. See, you do know North and South. Yeah. Do you know which one? Oh, here you go. Really? North I've never been. There's only place in the United States I've never been. Huh. But for what reason? There was a no, touring company. We just, just travel all over. It? They avoided I, North I guess so. The Dakotas are off the limits. Rose Gold. They, yeah, it's like no second cities allowed in the Dakotas. Yeah. Just didn't get and that you did, did, but did you do the same show? Do you do the same show? How many? Then people? Paul and Steve and I started doing our own stuff. I was living over a deaf girl. She was five years old, and um, you were I living was, over a deaf girl. Yeah, I was in New York? living above her with her mother, uh-huh. and I was very inspired by her, like because was everything was so visual with her. So yeah. she went and she saw that show, is Circus. How do you pronounce it? Circus de Soleil, or whatever. Circus Soleil. Soleil. Yeah. And Cirque she, de Soleil. She came back from that and was, t- you know, describing it to me. So I went out and got tumbling books how to tumble uh-huh. and so that was the first time like some you know we put our own material in the show that we were because normally Touring when with? you tour you do the best of second Steve City. who you, you Colbert and, and oh, Danello okay, okay. and I got tumbling outfits we learned a routine and we did it every time on the road so it was fun <laughs> getting our own material then slowly we started getting more and more of our own stuff in did you so did that you, was new we kind of started that did you do it for the deaf girl oh yeah you, that's my test for everything <laughs> if I can turn the volume down and still tell what's happening or if it's entertaining in some way you know like Stranger with Candy I'd yeah. come and watch it without the words and I'd be like okay yeah. I see what's happening Right. Or like when I did the books, um, I thought if you can't read, if you're illiterate, you can look at the pictures and you'd still be something, you know, might trigger something. Right, you'd right. still be inspired. So that's yeah. always my test is for any project that I do is who yeah. else, you know, what other level can we hit? Right. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> to make sure that like anybody can enjoy <laughs> anybody. it. Anybody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even <laughs> is in that face for a strange Oh, candy. Jerry. Yeah. yeah. All my muscles are in my face. People are like, your face, your skin. I'm like, it's from because I mug. It's from making faces. Colbert used to say I'm an idiot savant, and my savant's making faces. <laughs> <laughs> so you're tumbling out on the road. Yep. 
and then you come back and you like you pitch you put together the sketch show well then it fell into our lap and oh, because, Geller was like Geller why don't you do this so right. well I was doing plays with David and that what was those, ultimately my goal what were those plays because I kind of remember it they were like at La Mama oh right. and then we did one at Lincoln Center oh I saw then, one which one did you see oh probably One Woman Shoe maybe One Woman Shoe yeah, it's oh good. my god because you did no, one tape exists of that show but we the re, that was one of those things I think we were still at HBO downtown yeah probably and you were doing it and then I went to see that and I'm like I should quit oh, that was they're good. doing such Im- interesting stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's how David felt when he saw Boogie Nights because at one point we're like let's write a movie let's try to yeah. he saw that and he's like I will never write a movie that was you know you love it so much that's like he was doing show what was one woman's shoe about i remember there was a big shoe on stage we were in social services for us to get money from the government or something we had to put on a one woman show right but there was a misprint you know when they yeah. they wrote one woman shoe but so. this but this is the the this, this is the idea this didn't really happen no, that's what the play was. Right, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. So we were all like on welfare. And right. We had a big cutout. Hugh Hamrick, David's boyfriend, did the sets. And yeah. there was a big wooden cutout, you know, right. the shape of a big shoe. Yeah. Sets were beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you and, and you lived in the shoe? Yeah, we lived. I lived in the shoe. Right. Why not? <laughs> a lot of weed. A lot of weed. from Dave. I got high. Yeah. We'd sit there and, yeah. oh, my oh, God. What an idea. What an idea. <laughs> laughing really hard and it would change completely the next night and he was like we have you have to stop you know these are the sets period. yeah and what in in that that period in new york that was like i don't 90s right yeah but like yeah but that was sort of the end of like that feeling of experimentation am i wrong am i getting old but like it just seems like it, La Mama still meant something. Like right. people were still doing. That was Joe's Pub. Right. Joe's Pub is where you go now. When people come oh. from to New York, where should I go? A theater? I go. Go to Joe's Pub. You know they have great people there. Yeah. And um, do they do full shows like that? Well, they do like cabaret. Like it. Ed, right. Bridget Everett has a show or yeah. Cola Scola. And, yeah. You know. Um, but like it was just felt like it was wide open creatively. And now I don't even know who I lives know. in the East Village. Do you still live over there? No, I live in the West Village. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I've always you, lived in the West Village. You really have? I lived on, I called it Thea getting cocksucker, but Christopher and Bleeker of all corners. I lived there for 18 years, and then I just moved up the street, basically. So I'm still in the same area, <laughs> just a different part of Sixth Avenue. And you can call it faggot and cocksucker because you have such. Because uh, that a, was a, the core, Christopher. I know, Lieber. I know, but you have a loving gay following apparently, oh my God. and the, I guess you're you're sort of uh, you're, you're uh, sistered in to oh, the community boy. for you. Yeah, who knows now? Like, I posted something on my Instagram account yeah. recently. It was someone defaced the poster of the show that was hanging up. They knocked out my front teeth. Yeah. with a sharpie and someone was like Amy there's women in shelters who don't have their two front teeth or yeah. have dental issues and I'm like oh shut the fuck up you know what I mean I was like delete unfollow click bye bye yeah. it's like oh what are you talking about <laughs> yeah it gets like I someone told me a story about their sister who was teaching uh, who got a job teaching theater and and they were doing like checkoff or something and there was issues with some sexual inappropriateness in the play. Oh. And and some of the students that she was teaching walked out of the classroom <sighs> because they it was triggering and they and she was asked to, you know, change check off <laughs> when wow. she was teaching it. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, where's it going? Look, I can understand certain things, sure. you know, that that are uh, like inappropriate and, and could cause some sort of triggering of trauma, but you know, it's check off. 
Right. Like, look, I've always been sensitive and certainly I've seen things that have made me go like that sort of hurt me. But like, you know, and then I just sort of like, okay, you know, and then you move on. Yeah, you move on. I don't you move know. on. Are you nervous? Uh, no, I mean, I don't know if nervous is yeah. the right word, but I just don't. It just seems to be getting a little bit out of hand. Yeah. A little bit. But then I watched this documentary last night mm-hmm. called, um, I might get it wrong, is it Rain Festival? Is it like, or Fire Festival? Yeah. This fake concert that they were going to do. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The guys who ripped all those people off yes. and then some people flew down there and they're like, yes. and they were. But they... I hated everybody in it except the locals, the locals who were doing all the work and everything. Yeah. But that kind of person, yeah. that kind of white person yeah. and everything, I was like, wow. Wow, it's really interesting to watch something where you really hate everybody in it, right. except you know for being hard locals. Yeah, or just the kind of people. Even watching them go to this island with dragging luggage behind them, like why would you bring <laughs> rolling luggage on, over sand and rocks? Like just stupid, and I just it's made weird. me so mad. Yeah, it's it's very strange how what people prioritize and how they live their lives. Just that kind of. I don't understand it. I don't, but you know, it's like we've been in this business long enough. I've seen people I know become monsters. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of one kind or another. Um, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm not even talking about doing bad things. I'm talking about people whose egos become so large. Oh, yeah. That that like you're like who the fuck are you right who treats people like that what you know I, don't... I love hearing about that stuff though I just I love it when I hear someone arguing or fighting or you know I miss that about working in restaurants when people be like I'd like to see the manager please it's like oh yes I can't get enough of that I love to walk into a store even if I know the people working there and cause a big you, scene or how about watching the other server like throw something at the uh, chef uh, what the yeah, fuck yeah, is yeah. this yeah this is what you, that the the, yeah. the sort of like the, the cook you know server dynamic like and then you got to the point where you're like he's he's in one of those places today don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't fuck with him I don't right. know if he drank too much or what's <laughs> right. going on but don't don't make any <laughs> but how's the expediter today is he okay <laughs> the one with the burns all over his arms some <laughs> hot french fry lights <laughs> Uh, I miss working in the restaurant because it's it's just it was, I love making cash I love working with the public I loved side work and I loved doing it when I didn't have to do it you like side work I didn't mind it. I mean, back in the day, you know, you what, just could character ketchup? study and Ketchups. rolling silverware, just having oh, a sure. job to bitch about. You know, you always have to have a job to bitch about. And, you know, right, I miss, and you can sometimes be, I miss that. Sure. You can, you're up on all the drama of everybody. And because oh, yeah. everybody's there, like, as much as you are, you can really keep up oh, yeah. with, like, all the fucking stuff <laughs> that people true. are going through. Why don't I work on Saturday night? You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's what like, it. what happened with that guy? Yeah. Oh, you don't want to know. Yeah. I do. I'm rolling silverware. <laughs> or you, that look of, you know, you look at a paycheck. Mm-hmm. No one's expression is ever the same. You look at anyone who opens an envelope, it's always, something's always yeah. off with what the is, paycheck. What is it? What's FICA? Yeah. yeah. It's $2 short. Are yeah. people who really know their paycheck stuff? Oh, man. I was I, always amazed by that. Oh, yeah. I don't. You know? I still don't know mine. I don't. Or people are crafters. are like, it cost me blah, blah, blah to make three of these. It's like, I don't know. I sell it for a dollar. Yeah. It's just allowance money. I No profit. I don't. Something to do with my hands at 3 a.m. Do you still craft? Yes. Yeah. Well, I was really good at, I found my thing that I was really good at, um, these making these potholders, yeah. but they stopped selling the loops, the kind of loops that I like, so I've lost my, you know, now I just make lighters, cover lighters. 
Covered lighters? Yeah, I'd take big lighters and yeah. make my own covers. Oh, really? To sell. Yeah. I kind of remember those. They used to make like ones that you could slide them into, like rock bands on them and stuff. What, oh. do, you make, yeah, what do you make them out of? Different, you know, some, sometimes I'd make them different characters. It depends who the audience is, mm-hmm. who I'm going to sell them to. I'll <laughs> cater to those people. Yeah. Oh, they're Jerry Blink fans? Fine, I'll do some Jerry Blink lighters. Oh, I or, see. So you... Um, Dum Dum lighters from the Dum Dum wrappers, because it says, save wrap to make stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> this is a great idea. <laughs> Um, little things like that I'll craft, you know. But so you pick it, an audience. Do you do? Do you do? Uh, uh, you do you contract work? Do people reach out and go like? We then really I love don't want to play. Yeah, I'll do it because I want to do it. But don't expect me. A cupcake business? No, no repeat business. Uh, cash only. Don't call me. Yeah. You pick up from my doorman. I don't want to see you. I don't want a thank you letter. How many do you want? Twelve. I'll give you eight. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so Done deal. Done deal. I always think about the restaurant thing because when my life got bad, I was like, "What? What? What is my experience?" After a certain point, you're you're in show business twenty years and it's not working out. It's like, well, I could always like, oh fuck, the last job I had, <laughs> I was as a grill cook. <laughs> oh god, in Brookline, Mass. And I, and I, then there were times where I used to go when I'd go meet people like it at. Um, like one time I remember going to a meeting at HBO and we went to the cafeteria there and I was meeting like with my manager and an executive of some kind, but I saw the guys cooking on the grill and I'm like, oh, it's, <laughs> I wish I could. Your skill. Ah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. why can't I just be doing that? The victory of a successful egg flip. Well, when I was doing Strangers, I was still, I was working at um, Gourmet Garage during X57 and there was a point where we had to reshoot the opening. I yeah. was like, I can't. I just started this job at Gourmet Garage and there's no way I'm going to call in and say I can't work. So someone else did that part for me. Yeah. And then when I was doing Strangers, I was working at Mary's Fish Camp. But then it becomes like Where's people Mary's just, it's on, um, it's in the West Village. I'm, I'm for What is that? Uh, it's a fish restaurant. It's really good. You were still working there when you were doing Strangers? Yeah, I would still work, you know. Serving? Yes. And I'm allergic to shellfish, but I got the job. But, you know, then then it became kind of a bit like people might come by and then you feel like you're doing it for the wrong. I just wanted to wait. I just wanted to make cash and I wanted to wait on people. But then I had to stop because it just seemed like it was about something else. Oh, you because people were like, did you know that Amy Severus Yeah. You, you, or I was taking money from other people. I didn't want to take someone else's shift right. that really needed I didn't really need the money right. like that. Like you I just, said, it's fun to act like a waitress when you don't have to be a waitress, you know? it's Right, but but you also like the engagement. There's something about yes. having real work to do as opposed to like sitting around smoking weed. and. <laughs> well, that's boring. That's a full-time job, isn't it? Where's me out? Where's me out? All right, so, so how long did Exit 57 run? Like... God, that's seasons? a good question. I don't know. Do really? we do maybe two seasons? Do we just do one? I don't know. How did the idea for, for Strangers with Candy happen? I had an idea. I wanted to do something about after school specials right. because I really liked, I just made, everyone did yeah. watch them. And then um, I went to Paul and Stephen and Stephen had the idea that I'd learned the wrong lesson and, and Paul had the idea that I would be this older woman, and, right. you know, that goes back to college. So it all kind of, so we all brought something about her, to it. You think about her, you laugh. You just think about her and you laugh. Jerry. I do, yeah. It was, that was a really, and I was very aware that was a fun, that was going to be a good time, that we were all going to look back at this moment. We were in the woods making each other laugh. No one was in charge. We didn't even know we had an audience till Paul and Stephen wrote a book called Wigfield. Yeah. And we went on a little book tour. And yeah. when we did that tour, we were like, who yeah. are all these ugly people? And then we were like, oh my God, they're strangers with candy fans. Yeah. This yeah. is fantastic. And I love the audience for strangers. Yeah. How, how many of those did you do? We did three seasons, and yeah. they still haven't canceled the show. Um, but they did Strip Mall came out. So the, someone took over, yeah. you know, and then they picked up Strip Mall. And Did they ever want you to do a movie? 
We did a movie. You did, right? We did a movie. Okay, I, now I, I remember. And what? Yeah. What happened with the movie? Um, it came out. Uh, yeah. Letterman, for some reason, I don't know how we even got a script, but yeah. he got a script somehow. And then they called and they said Letterman really wants to produce this and make it happen. I was like, "You're kidding me." That's amazing. And we yeah. shot it. All I think about with the movie, it was in the summer, and I had a turtleneck on, a fatty suit, a wig, jeans, boots, and yeah. I just, my mind was black. Yeah. It's hard to work in the heat. Oh, it's That's the all worst. I remember from that movie. It's hard it was to a work in without a, a, a suit. Yeah. <laughs> I shot something in Birmingham, and it was hot, and I was like miserable. Oh, it's terrible. Because if you're shooting on a budget, it's never quite right. There's oh. never a trailer. It's like, you know, there's an air conditioner over there. Like, uh-uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. There wasn't. Sorry. It's unplugged. <laughs> you have to... Oh, my God. Budgets. So, now, there was a period in time where, where, like, you became more of a personality than somebody who could be seen in a thing. You were just sort of like, oh, there's Amy. Oh, wait, there's Amy. Like, she's in that show. There she is on Letterman. But you were oh, just, uh, like, just you were just doing you. little random. Yeah. Yeah. And was that the plan or just the way it unfolded? You know, to be I think you... I never had a plan. My only plan was going to Chicago and then go, coming to going to New York yeah. to be with David and do the plays. Right. But after that, I didn't really have a plan of action. Yeah. You know, and then everything just kind of came, you know, landed in my lap. And then I went down that road or this yeah. road and... But um, you like when you were, but you you had agents that were like sort of like, do you want to do this one part? Do you want because you like did you do you did Law and Order and shit? Didn't yeah, I got to do Law and Order. But you wanted to. Oh yeah, all I wanted to do was look at someone and say, "Have you seen this person? Show me an ID. I can do the knitted brow, and that that's all I wanted. I don't want any lines. I panic when I'm like, oh my god, there's uh, there's a lot of lines. I mean, I'm like, there's too many lines. I just want to just give me a walk on, get a laugh, and I'll leave. I don't I don't need more than that. You don't want anyone can do this. I can't. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna have any moments with me. I'm blocked emotionally. It's like, you know. <laughs> but I love to guest star on other people's show. It's kind, of, it's a lot of fun, especially after having doing your own show. And you, you did, you did a lot of them. Yeah, got you to do, do a lot of them. And it's people, fun. And people, just, they, they would just. You were like a pinch hitter. You're like, bring Amy in. Maybe she, <laughs> she we, we don't know where to get a laugh here. This, this story kind of hit the wall. <laughs> where bring is she? in. She's with props. I'm always <laughs> in the prop department or FedEx. I go straight to FedEx. Can you mail? Can you? <laughs> You know, what do you always. mean? Like, 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 just wanting, like, you know, if I bring this in, or you need to order 250 cupcakes from me, I'll charge you a dollar a piece, that'll be $250, I'll bring them, you know, the crew would love them. I'm always, <laughs> oh my God. This is what you would do on set? Always. <laughs> Always. Cupcakes? Yeah, cupcakes. Because I was in a cupcake business. I was selling them out of my apartment and cheese balls. And then yeah. I got that mouse problem. That. And then- You I, got a mouse problem from the cheese balls. Yeah. Okay. Can you- I mean, it was the size of the moon to a mouse. It was like with the nuts on the outside? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was a business. That was a business. Cash only out of my apartment. But but did you- Were you- was Did you have a kitchen that you were allowed to do that in? Yeah. It was alley kitchen. You know, a galley kitchen. It was really oh. tiny. My kitchen's but, I mean, not was much it bigger now. Don't you need to- Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, yeah. No, so, license. So, so people just no. had to know that you were selling yes. cheese balls? word of mouth. Yeah. Cheese balls and cupcakes. I think we talked about this once before. But Didn't then we? everybody was making cupcakes, and then Magnolia happened, and I was like, then I didn't want to play Magnolia? anymore. I around the same time, actually. But then I didn't want to play anymore, and I wanted to sell my cupcakes for a dollar. Yeah. And they were selling theirs for, like for much more. Yeah, for, and it's like, come on, I it's a cupcake. People used to wait online yeah. at Magnolia, and like, you know, it's like, I like cake, but I don't know if the cupcake thing was ever my bag. I don't even know yeah. why. I mean, I like a nice cake, but I was not going to go crazy. Right. It was butter, right? It was all about butter. 
Yeah, butter. I would, when I would travel, I would load up my suitcase because it was cheaper. You know, like it was $5 a pound in New York, and I could go, when I traveled outside of New York, I could get it for like $3 a pound. Right. Load up my suitcase with butter, frozen. Yeah. Or come home, fill my freezer up. I was always obsessed with tracking, you know, trying to find cheap butter. Really? Uh-huh. Now, did you, did you need to find cheap butter, or was it just something that you... You got into the habit. Well, of... when I was making, I was making a lot. Uh-huh. You know, so, so saving the... a couple dollars on a yeah. brick of butter was yeah, a good butter's, thing. <laughs> butter's expensive. So you would, and then dairy went up, milk went up. I can go on forever. <laughs> but you would, but you would go to Minneapolis for something. Yes, and, and you'd be like, yes. Where, where's the supermarket? There's Costco's or Walmart's or whatever, and, and that's just... where I was like, oh my god, you can get this for a dollar ninety nine a pound in New York. It's five. It's ridiculous. Did you ever buy new luggage to bring butter back? Um, no, she's my wife. <laughs> I don't know. I had decent luggage, I think. <laughs> but you're pretty, <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I know. Just buy. Like, oh my like God. I'm at Costco. That's really cheap. And they have luggage over yes. there. Best time I'm, to go to Costco is yeah. on the 1st or the 15th because people get their government checks. Oh, yeah. And it's, 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 loaded it's up. packed and yeah. no one knows how to drive their carts. Mm. Nobody. So why is that the best time? Because of just cr- confrontation? Crazy. Conflict. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, the wheels aren't working. They don't know how to drive it. Like Everyone just fucking stay to the right like yeah no oh my god or how about the person that's not thinking and just kind of wandering in oh, front yeah. of you or just oh. uh, it's the best right i guess i just love i can't get enough of stupid people but do you do you do you confront them or do you just watch i just watch yeah oh i watch because they sell those swings lounge swings you yeah. just sit on that all day and just sit there and watch people go by when did the relationship with, uh, like, when did Letterman start having you on? Because you were on there a lot, right, over time? Four times a year for a long time. I think two, I was doing a play with Sarah Jessica maybe around 2002, yeah. and, Dave, and he was a big fan of David's, my brother. So yeah. um, he just started having me on, and then he would call me if somebody canceled. Yeah. And I liked it, because it was, I really worked for, you know, I always took notes, kept a notebook, and always yeah. wrote down stuff that might be a Letterman thing. But I never, I don't, I'm not a joke writer, and I'm not a comedian, like, you know, so I just thought of like just to have a conversation yeah. with him and what he might find interesting and yeah. he allowed me to ask him questions which was fun because yeah. everybody wants to know stuff about Letterman right so when he would say something like I was making dinner last night I'm like well, what were you making who for who where were yeah. you he'd just give you a little bit yeah you guys were funny together yeah he was great yeah I it was like for me like the one I did panel once Oh. Right, like the last year he was on, I was like, oh, I got in under the wire. It was like one of the greatest things in my life. Right. I don't, I don't think people realize how important it was to us for him to have approve of us. And, I know, and, and let us on there. I know. It's then a, he started going in the wings to say hey to me. Oh, really? I'm like, oh my god, it would freak me out just to see him, uh, you know, <laughs> off that stage. He, uh, I, I never really. Just sitting there, like if you could make him laugh, it was the best thing in the it world. It really was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that studio was so great. I miss him. You've been doing BoJack Horseman forever too, right? That's fun. Yeah, I, people love the show. Yeah. but like you haven't watched Go. I haven't watched that. Okay. I, I, I don't. I'm not that animated guy. I wish I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David but, did an episode where he plays my mom. He did. And I haven't. I haven't watched that episode yet. <laughs> Yeah. He plays Princess Carolyn's mother. I was on the episode of The Simpsons. Oh, oh, I wish. As me. Oh, wow. You lucky doc. I'd love to do that show. How perfect is that show? It's great. And like I interviewed Krusty. Wow. Krusty was on on my podcast. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. You want, they won't let you do it? They haven't asked me to do it. I'm not going to, what am I going to call them? Yeah. I know I wouldn't call them. No. 
I mean, I don't think so. If they, if they, you know, they'll think of me. Maybe <laughs> something comes around. Comes, do you comes like? Along. Do you do commercials? I did one a while ago, and I love. Oh, I, I um, yeah, it was for a laundry detergent. Yeah, but I, you know, and I, I, I always wanted to do a commercial. I got shingles a couple of years ago, and the yeah. first thing I did was drag myself to the phone. And I called my agent, like, "Give me a shingles commercial." I was in so much pain. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, yes, I really have it. Are there, um, are there shingles commercials? Yes, people are doubled over in pain, and it is it is so painful. It is so painful. It is You're all over your body. Fire, really? Yeah. All over, yeah. It's Did you have uh, measles? I thought if you had measles or something, I don't like, know. And then like, chicken pox, chicken, chicken pox, right? Chicken pox. And you can get a sh- you can get a shot for it now, but I mean, I didn't. I was offered the shot vaccine, was but it? I said no. I'm never going to get shingles. And I was talking to a woman who talks to dead people, and over the phone. And I think I was so open to her that that's how I got it. Really? I think so, yeah. Because I wasn't stressed out at the time at all. How'd you meet this person? I'd, I'd heard about her for years. Laura, ta- Laura Lynn Jackson, I think her name is. Yeah. And everyone was talking about the same person. I didn't know it, but my sister had died. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to call this woman yeah. and see. And um, it was fascinating. And then David wrote a story about it called The Spirit World. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a really good story. And did... Did she contact your sister? She did. She kind of, you know, she sounded a lot like my sister. She didn't have my mom's voice down so much. But Tiffany was there and Phil Hoffman popped in for a second. But we didn't record the conversation. At your apartment? Or uh, in the conversation. I guess the dead people go through, you Her? know, she's, what do you call that person? It's a, not a channel, but it's a like. But, a medium. Uh, a medium, but it's, she's just kind of there, right, and they right, kind of right. go through her so right. these voices. And she said other dead people might try to get in on that channel, yeah. and you might not know them at all. But whatever, you know. So this is at your apartment. Yeah. Should we come over? No, it was over the telephone. Really? Yes. And then. And it was you, David. Just me by myself. No, and, no, I took notes, and, and then I was Phil telling. Phil Hoffman just came over. No, no, Phil was one of the dead people that. Oh, that came up. That came up. I've you got some friends, else right? here. Yeah, I've got somebody else here. And, you know, and I was like, oh, it's Phil. She goes, it's funny. Really? Someone else asked about him. And she's like, um, yeah. But you knew Phil when he was alive. I did. He was a sweet man, right? Yeah. Phil was great. We used to have play a lot of fun games. I'd yeah. be like, okay, you have to act like you passed out on top of me. <laughs> And I have to try to get out from underneath you without waking you up. Or we would stage fights because I had peeping toms across my, you know, from my apartment. Yeah. And I had all this breakaway china that I'd gotten from a job. Right. And I would just have him bang, you know, break them over my head and I would break them over his head. So he was really fun at like playing games like that. I'd uh-huh. blindfold him and I'd say, all right, I'm going to do something. Yeah. I'd put high heels on, blindfold him. Be like, I'm going to do something. You have to guess my action. Uh-huh. Like, what, what am I doing? What am I looking for? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was and, fun that way. And you just did it like just the two of you? You had like game night? Yeah, just a, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> something to do. <laughs> yeah. Did you know he was spiraling? I didn't. Yeah. No, I heard. Yeah. And then I ran into him once and he was uh, sitting at a bar having a beer. And I thought yeah. that was unusual, but, uh, you know, we had a nice conversation and yeah. I think it was a year later he passed away. Oh, it's so sad. It's sad when people pass away. Like I, as we I get know. older, you know, it's just I sort of know. like, what the fuck? I know. Do you do you get like I get like I have these ideas in my head. Like, okay, if you make it through your twenties, that's like the, fa- the then you you've got a good shot at making it into your fifties. Oh. And if you make it through your fifties, then you might make it through the long haul. But the twenties and the fifties, 
Oh, that's, interesting. That's where people go down. I don't know why I've decided that because it's probably okay, not true. I like true. that you thought about it, though. I don't. I think I always tell people I'm dying. I'm yeah. going. I have six months to live. I mean, it's easier that way. And then, <laughs> just in case, like just yeah. like it. Yeah. But your health is good. But um, I know it's just terrible when people pass away. It's awful. But I don't. I don't have kids. Oh my god! Can you imagine? No. Just, no. No. I mean, no. like I, you know, I'm not married any, you know, I, I, you know, I was married twice. I didn't have kids, but like, I'm not cut out for it, and I don't feel bad about it. Because I was thinking about that today. Like, you know, people are like, "Well, your pets are like their uh, your kids," and and I'm like, "Not really," because they're my pets, and that's what I can manage emotionally. Right, like, right, right. You know what I mean? They're consistent. They, they, you know, cats are, you know, I don't have to worry about them getting involved with drugs or or, or disappointing me. You know, they right. they they remain. They're there. You know, you have a dynamic with them and it doesn't really change. They get older, you get older, but it's, you know, they're consistent. Right. You know, they're going to die, but like I can handle that. Yeah. I can't handle the wild card of like, you know, I'm not like, you know, my cat didn't come home last night with oh, my car. God. I mean, maybe right. it didn't come home last night, but that's a, another issue. I don't let him out, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Got a per- yeah, I, yeah I do. But you never, you've never been married. Never been married. And I don't have kids, but Danello has two boys. I'm the godmother and I'm a good godmother. But you were with Danello for years. Yeah, right? I, I dated him for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I never wanted children. The same thing. I just wouldn't, I mean, I, I can't even watch a movie where it's like disappearance or ba- yeah. someone gets taken or I'm like, I can't, I, uh, you know. When I'm worried about the kids life? that I didn't have. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like I literally sort of like, if I, you let me think about it, like I can go through the whole thing. Like, is he still breathing in the crib? Is he still? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like right. I can't, like I can picture it. And then there's people there, they're, they're sort of like, oh, you'll get, you'll, you'll adjust to it. I'm like. I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm full of panic yeah. over nothing. Right. If I adjust to it, that kid's going to be nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you Stick have with to, cats. Right. Because you have to let them be their own people. Right. Okay, let good luck. free. I know. But you have so many and siblings. And get a driver's license at 16, no. driving these yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. But do you, are you an aunt? Uh, yes. My little, uh, Paul. Rooster? Rooster has a daughter. Uh-huh. Madeline. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. And she's 15. How's that? Is it good being an aunt? She's adorable. Yeah. And I see her when I go to North Carolina. Good kid. She's very shy. Yeah. You know, and um, good, yeah, good kid. Yeah. And what's your old man doing? Um, dad? Yeah. <laughs> He's turning 96 soon. He's, dad's hanging in there. He loves life, loves living. How's his Gets brain? Gets a kick. I, every time I wake up and I'm alive, I go. Yeah, I can't believe it. He's still sharp as a tack. Really? Yeah. That's he's great. Thinking, I mean, he's deteriorating here and there, but he's really, you know, really doing well. I can't I, I can't imagine what... He just lives by example. Like, yeah. And I can't... I would be bitching and complaining. He never complains that he's aching or yeah. anything. And he's, I just... I can't imagine... What if I live to be that old? Oh my God! Then I'm gonna be like, this is what he was going through. This is what it's like. And Why he didn't, didn't say you say anything. more? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But we're getting old. We sure are. And whenever I complain, I'm like, I sound like an old person. You can't even have a landline anymore. Like yeah. I've just been dealing with trying to get the voicemail on my landline. They're like, my friend looked at me and he said, Amy, I have to tell you, you have to let it go. Yeah. That's not. That they want, they don't want people to have landlines anymore. They don't. You have to embrace your cellular phone, and if you want people to leave you a message, they're going to have to leave it for you on that. And I'm like, and I heard them, and I was like, okay, yeah. like I can still have a phone, but it's like, it's just making things are getting harder. Yeah. And um, there's Joni Mitchell. Somebody was telling me Joni Mitchell had said, you know, technology is a pain in the ass. You have to answer three questions just to turn a light on. <laughs> but it's true. Like, why do you? <laughs> I did. Then you sound like an old person. So, but the comfort of the landline for me, like even, 
like there was something about watching like television where you, where you just turn on and you see what's on and you just watch that. That's how I still do that. Yeah. You know, it, it, but for years for me, it felt like, you know, like, well, someone's making decisions and putting these shows on for me. <laughs> like, like I'm not the only one up right now. There's a guy, you know, who's <laughs> at the place <laughs> putting the shows right. on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and then I had a landline for a long time and then nothing came through there but weird, you know, solicitation calls. Uh, yeah, yeah, that happens. But what is it about the, like... I had dead people on my voicemail and all those messages gone. Gone when I had to switch it. Because it's a long story about like the cyber optics thing coming in. So AT&T is like, you can't have a heart landline anymore. Like, so if there's a storm or a blackout, my phone would still work. And then all those people who had cellular phones would come over and want to use my phone because the chargers went out. But that's not the case anymore. So now if there's a blackout... You don't even have an option of a landline? No, uh, these people told me I don't. You can't really. Huh, because I feel like with Spectrum, you still can get a landline. Yeah, but you plug it in with your TV. Yeah, Uh, it's all connected. And I never bought into that because if I was late on a bill, everything goes out. You know what I mean? I could be late on a phone bill, whatever, but I never wanted everything tied together. I'm not into that. I'm going to look into this Fios, though. Yeah? I've been hearing good things about Fios. And I'm, when all this promotional stuff for the show's over, I'm going to... What is Fios? I, I need a project manager to help me do yeah. these things. Yeah. And I want to find out, how do I find a young whippersnapper who's going to do all that icky stuff? Because yeah. when people come to my house to do work, I say, well, since my husband died, yeah. I don't really know how to operate this remote. Can you help set it up? <laughs> because it's just, they look at me and it all make... I got a rabbit hopping around, places a mess. I'm like, okay, lady, wands, everything. Where, like, and they'll help me, but that line gets me, saves me a lot since my husband died. What can else can I do for you? <laughs> you still have the rabbit, teen. It's a new one. I just found out teen after four years is a male. Oh, sick. Took her to the hospital. They're trying to put a catheter in. They said, Amy, this isn't a female rabbit, it's a male rabbit. So now I live with this big queen in my apartment, seven pound queen. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, but it's shocking for everybody. Huh? <laughs> yeah. It had to oh, change your life. Everything changed. <laughs> yeah. New rule, noodles. So what? Is, so how do you watch television? On my TV set. Right. Yeah. But I mean, just cable, basic cable, or you have cable. You don't. You don't. You don't buy into. I don't. The I don't tape. I don't tape stuff. What do you call that? Uh, what do you call uh, DVR? We, I don't have a DVR. I might have it. I, I just never. I don't DVR anything. If it's on, I watch it at that hour, that time. You know, like, yeah. like, as far as shows like that go. Well, I think that we like. I think we grew up at the same time, and I guess we're we must be sort of nostalgic for 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 what we grew up with. I mean, it's yes. it, well, it feels like the show that this the show you're doing now has that feeling. It's sort of a True. strange throwback, timeless feeling to when TV was like you had this weird kind of personal relationship with these personalities that I guess people still do, but it's very different. Like sometimes when I go to the gym, I'll, I'll see Hoda and Kathy Lee. And there's some part of me that's comforted by it, you know, the the kind of daily presence of somebody making something in their kitchen, or right. do, you know. But but growing up with it, there was like I, I I miss three channels, right? I know, right? Yeah, and and maybe two cable things, and and I guess that's old people talk, but it seemed like everybody was a little more connected, don't you? Yes. Ah. Yeah. And it just annoys me that everybody, you just have these worlds where people live in completely different worlds. People you're right next to on the train, you have nothing in common with them other than you're breathing the same air and they're a human. Right. Everything else, you know, like they, they're just, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, 
different information, different everything. It's I don't know what happens now. But I guess we are talking like old people. I know. No so, rollerblading. <laughs> you can't get rollerblading. <laughs> no rollerblading. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be yelling. No, that. it's just like yeah, like old people. I'm like, oh, okay. Tell well, we, fine. I'm an old person. Why can't I still have my, you know? Oh. I still shop from Vermont Country Catalog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know? I still get LL Bean catalogs, and I don't oh, even fun. think that's politically right. And like, I still like think I look through LL Bean catalogs, and I'm like, I bet you I could make that look cool. And every every time I've ordered anything from them, no way. The chamois shirt, maybe that's it. Yeah. That's it. But now they make things longer. Like even you can't even get T-shirts in a three pack anymore because they're really long. Or, like, the, or what about just Hanes pocket tees? Yeah. In the in the maroon color or the three the three pack, yeah, with just the basic colors, hundred percent cotton Hanes with the pocket that you that a younger me put his cigarettes in. And you can't um you can't get that anymore. I I, I kind of looked for it. I, okay, I, I I didn't I didn't get the feeling there. It's weird blends. Yeah, they, they yeah. feel weird. It's it's hard to find a, a, a good t shirt. But the pocket tee, I imagine they're still around. But I I remember looking recently. And, you know, sometimes you can find things on eBay. Right. But I remember there was a period where I just had to wear a pocket tee and a, and some sort of flannel shirt because of uh, this guy I went to high school with who I thought was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got to dress oh, like that he's guy. got him. Uh, Jay, I don't know what happened to that guy. Oh, you don't know? No, I, 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 he, I think he went off the deep end. I don't know if he oh. came back. Tell me about uh, the, uh, this Vernon Chapman fella. Who Vernon? Yeah, I love Vernon. Yeah, like because you've you've worked with him. Like I don't know a, a oh, lot. What about made you him bring him up? Because I was poking through your stuff, and I know that show that I I didn't watch. I mean, I think I watched one of the uh, Harshy Holler. Yeah, the Harshy Holler. That's where I met Vernon, and um, and then he produced you know the first season of our show. They didn't do the second season, but they did the first of and this I just, one. Uh, yeah, and I just ran into Vernon, and I was um, I think he's funny, and he has a new show out, and I've heard great things about it. I don't know the name of it, or. Uh, it might be on an adult swim, but I heard it's really good. But he's sort of like this kind of like a mysterious genius type of character. Yeah, he is. And what is it about him, though, that well, how do you identify when like with comedy? Like, you, obviously, you're improvisational and, you know, I can you know be funny in the moment. But he seems structurally funny that he's able to to do things, you know, that are you know like insanely unique and push the boundaries. Yeah, he's really he's just really smart. Oh, yeah. You know, and he can give you really good advice. Like I was telling him, well, the show, it's so ambitious. You know, I play like five characters in one scene. He's like, you can just make it easier by incorporating other things into your show that you don't have to be in, but it can still, right. you know, he just has good ideas. He's really smooth, very cool, and very, very funny. And I just really like him. And he's just, he's the kind of guy who walks on the street with nothing in his hands. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I've never seen him carry anything ever. Oh, and his and his arms are a little bit longer, so it's like really fun. I see my neighborhood all the time. I like that about Vernon. Yeah, I I envy people that don't you know pack for the week for the day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's like so if, good. If I get in my car, I'm like, do I have enough snacks? <laughs> yeah, Is there, my nicotine. Am I, yeah, am I gonna run out of liquid? <laughs> I should make a tea. I gotta drive over the hill. <laughs> Like I have to do many things just to drive. What's you, it? What's this neighborhood like? It's a very old neighborhood. It's been around for a long time. This house that I'm in is built in 1908. Oh wow! This is one of the oldest little corners, and I, I just came here on a fluke. But it's very interesting because 
you saw the streets, a nice wide street yeah. with these a, a lot of older houses. But like five minutes away, this is another thing about getting older. Like I got Whole Foods ten minutes away. Oh wow! Not even Trader Joe's five minutes. Walgreens, I love Walgreens, right there. And there's a place where I buy fresh fish five minutes away. Do you feel like it's a community? And- I do, but like they're like you know, I haven't got to know them too much. But the people across the street have a little get together when they uh, kind of got settled. Okay. Yeah, and I met some of the neighbors, and there's like there's a, like the history fanatic who's like like managing like oh, the, right. the the historical uh integrity of the neighborhood and he's on top of that and like there is definitely this movement uh, around me to to make the the neighborhood a historical neighborhood which I'm okay with you yeah, know yeah 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 do you miss um do you how long have you lived here uh, I guess almost uh, it's coming up on a couple years I oh think. just a couple years yeah yeah and do you yeah. miss and what do you miss about New York if anything and you lived in Astoria. I correct? did for a long okay. time, and I lived down when I was doing that show way back. I lived, I lived at Third and Sixteenth for a while, and mm. I lived. I was subletting a weird apartment. I think it, the first season of Short Attention Span Theater. I don't know what I miss. I like that I know how to be there. Okay, you know, like that's one thing you get from living there is like you get there, you're not intimidated. You take the train, you know the things. But a lot of what I guess. The the energy that I used to feel going there, like, is not the same. Like, I still feel energized being there, but, like, I don't feel as connected. It's like some younger version of me w- was thriving on that. I see. As an older person, you know, I go and I, I notice there's a lot of things that aren't there, but I like to eat and I like to walk around and, I you know, and I like to, to, to see a couple people when I'm there. But I don't, um, and I don't even mind being on the subway, but, like, I'm after three days, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like you've been living there forever. And the thing that people I don't think realize about New York is that once you, you kind of lock into your neighborhood, you know, that that's your thing. You know, right. it's not like, you know, how do you handle New York? It's like, well, I go to that guy for, you know, I see him every day because I buy the thing there and then I do that over there. And then the, there's a, you know, two blocks away, I do the other thing. Right. And that's and your that, fucking life. That's your life. And then once in a while, you'll be in Spanish Harlem out of nowhere. You're like, wow, I should really go to other parts of New York sometime. You know, <laughs> yeah, and you right, never right. do. Up to the, you yeah, know, yeah, past yeah. the Bronx in the nice area. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know there's a park here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that What's at the museum? That's where you get oh, people say, yeah. oh. The gift shop. That's yeah. what I know is at the museum. But I'll go, like, I find myself going to that stuff more that I don't live there. Like, right. I'll go to the New Whitney, I'll go see stuff. My girlfriend's a painter, so, like, you know, we do that kind of thing. Like, so I, I get exposed to things that when I was in New York, it's like I knew it was there. Oh, yeah, but, right. But that was enough. Yeah, right, right, right. You just know it's well, there. You don't need to, yeah. One, one time when I went back, I just went, I was staying ne- right near Lincoln Center. And I was like, oh, wow. I'm just going to go over there and see what's on music wise oh right and i just went to like a like a some sort of classical concert i didn't wow. know anything about it but it was like 40 bucks i'm like fuck it good what, for what? you how much for the good seats or like what? 50 i'm like all right <laughs> and i was just i had a free night and i just sat there and i watched people play woodwinds woodwinds wow and strings and then when i go back sometimes if i'm by myself i'll go see jazz at lincoln center because why the fuck not like yeah like i said like i don't have kids I know I'm right. not in debt. What's stopping? Why? It's like, <laughs> like if you treat New York like that, like sort of like this is a special thing. That it's not like everybody goes to it. You can always get tickets to go see jazz at Lincoln Center, right? Right. What do I know about jazz? Not a lot, but fuck it. 40, 50 bucks. I'll go see the best in the world play this stuff. And you just sit there. It's right. two hours. Yeah. And you, do, you walk. And you can you take do it. it. You can do anything. Yeah. Anytime. It's, kind of, it's yeah. like same with plays. I go see more theater now that I don't live there. Yep. Like you can just because like for me the the big obstacle is like oh, I gotta go. Oh, I know, and I love a cancellation. You're like, oh, we don't have to go now. Yeah, great. 
But what do you do for to entertain yourself other than, you know, look at your rabbit and <laughs> cook things? Uh, I, you know, sometimes I'll go to see theater. You go out to a movie. Yeah. I've got my group of friends. You I'll do? come over or go over there. You friends with Jody still? Always, or uh, no? Yep, she works on the show. And she does? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, that's great. She works on the show. And then... Um, she's doing well? Yep, she's doing well. We were neighbors for so long. For so long. It's so yeah. wild. It feels so far away from me, but like, man, they they were there for a lot of shit, man. I guess they still live in the same place. Yeah, it yeah. got rebought. Like, apparently, I think Leo Allen was living in my old apartment, oh, right? And I still I was on the lease for whatever reason. And it took the guy sold the building, and the new guy goes, "Are you Mark?" And and he's like, uh, "No, Mark." He's like, "Is Mark here?" And Leo's like, "No, he's not. He's not here." He's like, "Well, you're the new guy. Oh. Here's, here's your lease." <laughs> yeah, wow, was it was that fine. Easy. It was fine. Astoria was so amazing. Like it's like it's like where I live now. Like a lot of people don't know about this neighborhood in a way, but like Astoria was like I guess it's come up a little bit. But like you could just walk two blocks and you're like, where are all these people from? Right. What is this food? Yeah. What language is that? Yeah, it's great. I could go around the corner and get Egyptian pastry. Right. Hey, <laughs> you can't do that here. I didn't do it a lot. You can do it. You can get, yeah, you can get that kind of stuff. But it's sort of nice. Just That's the one thing about New York is coming upon stuff. Just sort right. of like, what is this? Yeah, all of a sudden you're in Chinatown. Right. It's amazing. Little Italy. Yeah. Well, God, say hi to Jody for me. I will. And this is the second season? This is the second season. And uh, tell me who else is on it, working on it that well, I Pasquese's know. Pasquese's on sure. it. Cola Scola's got a big part. We have guest stars from Ann Dowd to, I mean, it's re- Billy Crudup, uh, Juliette Lewis. It's oh, crazy it's who we got on the show this season. Because they love you. It's really great having them on there. But it's, 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 it's a, I'm happy with the show. It looks great. And Jody writes? No. Um, J- uh, Jody uh, gave a producing job oh, this season. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so happy. How's Stoli yeah. doing? So, um, I haven't seen Stoli in a while. Last time I saw him, he came by set, and he seemed to be doing well. <laughs> the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love. I used to love going down there back when I smoked weed. I think when I quit so, when I quit doing drugs, I gave him. I had this bong that I that I had for years, just in case I needed to smoke out of a bong. <laughs> And at some point, I'd put an ACDC sticker on it, and I think he has it. Probably. I wonder if he still has it. Yeah, we had. It was so weird having that relationship. Being that's, I do miss that. Right. That that sort of apartment thing where you're like, what's going on in there? Like, I don't know what happened to everybody. Like Crazy Mary, you would have loved Crazy Mary. Ask Jody about Crazy Mary. She was like the sweetest woman. You know, when you'd see her, she'd go, "Oh, hi, how are you, little woman?" (laughs) But then you'd you'd hear her screaming at her nobody in her, (laughs) just going off the fucking rail. Yeah, I would have loved Crazy Mary. <laughs> she was great. But they, but like living in that apartment building, one woman like jumped out of the, like she always dressed like a some kind of nun or something. And she jumped out of the window and killed herself. And then the woman next door to me, this little old lady, she died in there and I didn't know it. Oh, wow. For like weeks. And oh. like when they came, because she didn't have family, I felt so fucking bad because it was right next door. And, you know, when they finally came to, to get her, you know, I was like, I had no idea. And the, and the cops are like, you don't smell that? And I'm like, people cook from a lot of different places. Uh, you know, that's a good answer, first of all. And did you? What did that smell like? Do you well, know? The, well, yeah. Well, now that I think about it, well, you know, you, you, can, you smell 
like a dead rodent. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. kind of know that smell, but right. I didn't know dead person. No, I've never smelled a dead person. You know, and I don't question smells when you live in an apartment in Astoria. No, no, you no. You don't want to be judgmental. No, you don't know what right. the fuck people are up to, and you just kind of let them live their life. But, but I remember like when we in that building, like there were so many different types of people, and like in that fucking building. After 9-11, I was there at nine, during 9-11, so was Jody. And the, the, the people downstairs from me, the, the mother worked in the building and she lost her life in, in the tower. And, oh and she God. had a husband and two daughters. And then another guy in the building was one of the emergency workers who was down there right at the beginning, you know, going through the rubble. And like he, like, like that, that day, you know, when we saw it happening and, you know, like I remember because like my fucking, my, um, there, there was a leak. They, I think they lived upstairs because you know, there was a problem with the bathroom and it was that day and everything was crazy and weird, but there was a leak and I went up there and I knocked on the door and I'm like, what's going on with the shower? You, you know, and then I realized they were all sitting around the TV and she was gone. And then, wow. and then the guy who was the, uh, the, uh, emergency worker, like, you know, a couple of days later I saw him in, in the hallway and he just started crying and like, and that was like so thoroughly in New York you know, horror show and just, but like the community of New York, that tightness of people, I do miss that. Yes. Like I believe that people like take care of each other there. You know your neighbors and they'll like, if you're in trouble, they'll fucking show up. Yep, it's true. Right? Yep. Even if you barely talk to them. Mm -hmm. You know, if you pounded on someone's door, it's me from across the hall. They all come together, emergency team. I miss that. Yeah. You know, because I like knowing that. Yeah, you know, like like if shit goes down, like we're all on the same page here, right? But yeah, you know, it was like, did you? <laughs> it's a good feeling. But like w- when Jody moved in, you know, because I I was there, I think when she moved in there, and the guy who owned our building was Carlos, and he was a Dominican dentist, <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he didn't have a license to do dentistry oh, here. He would have had to go back to school. And he was he was a bodybuilder, and he's this weird little guy, Carlos. And uh, Jody, I remember, uh, like, Jody called him because her oven wasn't working. And he came up and he looked in her oven and he said, if it was a, a mouth, I could fix it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Well, but it's not so I won't, so I can't, so I got Exactly. Go. Well, I'm glad you're doing well. You seem good. Yeah. What are you doing in happy. town? Uh, TCA's tomorrow. Oh, so you got to go so, out to Pasadena? Yeah, I have to go out to Pasadena. To that hotel? I guess. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm doing that. But I'm staying, I'm staying at the sunset, so. Oh, that's nice. I'm still, I'm like, just still want to stay here. So um, I'm going to do that tomorrow, and then I go right, right back. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. Good times. That was Amy Sedaris. It was so good to see her. She brought me cat toys. So uh, her show, At Home with Amy Sedaris, is currently in its second season on True TV. New episodes Tuesday nights, 10 p.m., also at uh, truetv.com. Oh, also, my tour dates. Go to wtfpod.com slash tour. I've got uh, dates coming up in in a lot of places. I've got uh, coming up, I've got the Wheeler Opera House this, what is it, Saturday, March 23rd. The Wheeler is in Aspen, Colorado. Then Salford, England, April 4th at the Lowry. London, England, April 6th at Royal Festival Hall. Birmingham, England, April 8th at the Rep Theater. And uh, Dublin, Ireland at Vicker Street, April 11th. But then there are dates in San Diego uh, coming up. In uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. In uh, Madison, Wisconsin. In Vermont. Burlington, Vermont. In St. Louis. Yeah. 
and more will be added in time for the tour. So, uh, no guitar today because I got to figure out how to set it up. Because again, I'm in a new environment. I think I'm going to walk down the hall and take a nap. Boomer lives!